Hello and welcome to Conf T with URSC. I am your host, Brian Young, and I am joined today by Brian Boyd. How are you doing, Brian? Doing well, Brian. Happy to be here. Fantastic. Just a reminder that the thoughts and opinions expressed on this show are ours alone and do not necessarily represent the views of Cisco or their affiliates. While we are systems engineers employed by Cisco, recommendations and suggestions made on this show should not be considered as replacements for Cisco TAC or Cisco Certified Partners Advice. Please consult with these resources before making any major changes to your environment. Well, Brian, we've got another good show planned for today. I think all the shows have been pretty good so far. What do you think? Yeah, I, I do believe you start the episode this way every time. So, <laughs> Yeah, I try not to uh, veer too far off the uh, the beaten path there. But today we're going to be speaking about enterprise agreements. This has uh, been a fairly new push from Cisco. Um, the idea behind it to simplify the licensing and to make um, the costs more predictable, again, turning away from capital expenditures to an operating expenditure kind of model. Um, we talked last episode about refreshing your network and the importance of keeping your contracts up to date and keeping your hardware up to date. Uh, the enterprise agreements here that we have laid out, that we're going to be laying out today, um, allow you to really facilitate that, wouldn't you say, Brad? I would. Some of you may have noticed that over the past five or seven years, Cisco has been placing a greater importance on software to -hmm. go along with their hardware. And uh, this EA is is a step in the direction of helping to simplify that licensing and something that we've seen with a lot of other companies as well. Very good. So the enterprise agreements, they're just strictly going to be covering the software and the licensing, right? We're not talking about any hardware. We're not talking about any smart net. Those are still things that have to be purchased separately. Um, but the enterprise agreement is is a simplification of that licensing, especially when you're talking about more than one software suite, right? Exactly. So the way it's structured is it incentivizes multiple suites, greater discount levels, and bulk purchases. Right. And we're going to go into detail on kind of each of the architectures, right? Collab, security, data center, etc. Um, but there's also some commonalities between the different architectures in terms of what the EA provides, right? So with your standard enterprise agreement, you're going to get a basic level of support provided automatically. But there's also two other uh, add-ons. There's two other levels that you can add on for additional support, uh, and they're called enhanced and premium. You're going to get some ben- additional benefits from those two. Brian, do you want to kind of go into some detail on the enhanced side? Absolutely. So basic is going to cover your general hardware support, tack, access to tack, you know, basic things that you're used to. Enhanced is going to go one step further. So for just a little bit more, you get a uh, an actual single point of contact for everything support related. And this person is called a technical onboarding specialist, and uh, they'll help with, you know, at the beginning, explaining configurations or onboarding steps to you. Mm-hmm. There'll be a resource to help guide you through the configuration process. And right. just to specify, they won't actually do the configurations for you, but they're there to talk about it if you need them. Okay. As uh, as the as the uh, solution moves forward, and you know you're you're on day two, um, and it's it's in production. If anything were to happen to the environment, and you need to call up TAC, you get them involved. They help move cases along, uh, etc. Okay, so you're going to get some prioritized case handling, software configuration guidance. They're going to be able to guide you through uh, configuring those those uh, that the new hardware you've gotten. 
You're also going to get um, smart account and software license setup guidance. Yes, and that's big. That's big. Um, anyone that's gone and converted from a classic license to smart license, there are some steps along the way to make sure that all your licensing is there. And here you're going to have a dedicated specialist to help make sure that that transition runs smoothly for you. Um, along with that, you're also going to see some uh, IT support for software integration. Some learning and training is going to be made available to you and looking at adoption plan reviews. So that's all covered under Enhanced. Did you want to add anything else to that, Brian? Yeah, one other cool thing that you get is um, more proactive support. So if you open a case and it's for you know something general and basic and you happen to upload your technical support logs to the case, uh, the attack engineer can then look at those technical support logs, and aside from anything you may have opened the case for, they can look at other things in your environment, maybe that you could configure better, or uh, maybe there's some sort of software vulnerability in there that you didn't know about mm-hmm. that they could tell you about. Right. So lots of proactive support, you know, instead of reactive support. It's nice That's to move important. in that direction. It's funny because I think in every episode so far, we've actually said that line. We want to be more proactive. We want to allow IT organizations to be more proactive instead of reactive. In an industry that's been primarily reactive, uh, we're trying to help move that ball over to the, to the other side of the world. Right. It sounds simple, but it's incredibly important to oh, yeah. you know be able to do this on your own terms instead of, hey, everything's broken now and we need to get it back up as soon as possible. Right, right. And allowing an organization to focus more on dynamic things and, and, and new ways of being disruptive in their environment. IT can definitely play a role in that if they're not busy chasing fires all day. Exactly. Um, so on top of enhanced, we do have another level called premium that's going to give you all those all those um, benefits of enhanced that we discussed, plus a few others, uh, including a designated service management uh, and support case analysis. Now, premium is premium is, is going to be for our customers that are looking at very very large enterprise agreements that are going to need that white glove touch right premium is going to have a premium price tag <laughs> um, so it, and it may be beneficial for those customers we're looking at you know recommending enhanced it's not that much more expensive uh, compared to what you get with basic but you definitely get a lot more bang for your buck with the enhanced uh, but for customers that need that white glove experience premium is available so be sure to speak with your Cisco sales team uh, about the differences between enhanced and premium to see if uh, which one is a better fit for you so Brian we're gonna have two different types of customers really that are going to be looking at enterprise agreements you're gonna have your uh, what we call greenfield opportunities, where net new customers never had Cisco before, or they're you know a newer organization, they're buying all new gear. But you're also going to have your your brownfield opportunities, right? Cust- uh, customers that have been an existing Cisco customer looking to do a refresh and want to start off with this enterprise um, agreement. Are there any sort of trade-in or buyback programs available? Absolutely. So Cisco, you know, this is a new offering. Um, Cisco is incentivizing customers to move to this new way of licensing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they will actually buy back any unused licensing that you currently have. Okay. Now, across the different suites, there's going to be some different formulas as to how that compensation actually works out. Right, right. But I can say that it's not something that's going to be around forever. Okay. So if you're thinking about next steps or new licensing or new products, right. it would be good to take a look at the EA now to get the most for your unused licensing as it stands today. And that's a, that's a good point because we do have customers that let's say have already started going down this path with software subscriptions, right? Thinking, you know, strictly on security that I deal with a lot. 
Uh, we have customers that already may have a contract with Umbrella and let's say Amp for Endpoints that are one year into their three-year contract. Um, but now they want to add those additional services and an enterprise agreement makes sense because they can get you know, the whole platform, for example, uh, of security products. So for them, it's like, well, I've already made this investment. Uh, and in the case of, the, uh, of our EAs, we'll buy back that two years of unused subscription and put it back and just basically discount your your enterprise agreement price based off of that. Um, so it offers some an incentive, as you said, to convert over to an enterprise agreement without having to completely shake things up. Some other benefits of the EA, something that other organizations maybe don't do as much, is growth allowance. Can you tell us a little more about that, Brian? Yeah, so the growth allowance is going to be, it's going to vary a little bit by each architecture and, um, and enterprise agreement type, but Generally speaking, it's usually about 20% growth either by internal or acquisition. A big differentiator between Cisco and other enterprise agreement organizations out there is that we will not make you uh, true up or true back to whenever you've made that change. So let's say you're allowed a 20% growth and you go over that. You have a 30% growth. We're not going to ask you to show us your books and when you hire these people and try to figure out the date that you went over 20 and have you true up you know from six months ago we're going to say okay you've made this much growth you're over your allotment let's go ahead and set up um, a new agreement based on your numbers today and go forward Um, this is important we have a lot of customers that when we mentioned enterprise agreements to them they look at us and they say you know i've had one of those with uh, such and such company and not really something I, I want to deal with again. They're worried about the true ups. They're worried about all these different things, the audits that come along with it. We're not going to do that. We're going to set you up with a certain amount of growth. If you go over that growth, we'll set up a new a new contract at the time, and that's it. There's no backdating or anything like that. Um, so it makes the 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 whole transition to enterprise agreement that much more seamless. We want to be again. We want to give as many incentives as we can to move to this line. We think it's beneficial to our customers, and of course, it's beneficial to Cisco too. Right. It's clear Cisco is trying to make this an easy process, not a painful one, right. to incentivize customers to move to you know right. this new standard way of licensing. Yep. So, Brian, we've talked about all the benefits of an EA. How do we go about um, getting one? Is it? It's going to be term based. So, what kind of terms are we looking at? Are we looking at one three five? What are our payment options? Are we looking at annual? Are we looking at quarterly? Um, what, what are we looking at? Right. And just to be clear, I would encourage everyone listening to go talk to your Cisco account team about this. It's right. going to vary per architecture, which we'll get into. Um, and it's going to vary based on how big the EA is going to be. Right. But in general, um, the it's going to be term-based. So it's going to be either a three or five-year term. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there there are many ways to carve this up. Um, you can pay all up front if you want to do that. If you want to pay it annually, quarterly, monthly, Cisco Capital will work with you on all of those options. Very good. So let's dive a bit into the various architectures that the enterprise agreements cover. Uh, we'll start with collaboration. So we have three different flex EAs um, that cover collab, uh, calling, meeting, and contact center. And then we have three different methods of deployment for each of those options, uh, including on-prem, uh, cloud, or a hybrid of the two. 
as we mentioned before, um, we do allow for growth. In this case, with the Collab EA, it's going to be 20% growth for knowledge worker count. This is any type of person that has a phone on their desk, has a dedicated extension or dial-in number, and 50% growth for public space. These would be... These public would be, space? Yeah, these would basically be your, your public space phones. Video registration is included, and... Go ahead. We, we have options for you know the Cloud Contact Center and your WebEx users as well. We can fold those in. Okay, so that's the collab side. Um, Brian, do you want to go over the enterprise networking uh, architecture? Absolutely. So I don't have a ton of details right now because this is fairly new and pieces of it are not out yet. They're coming next month, which is great news. Um, but in general, um, you know, across Cisco's route switch and wireless portfolio, we've shifted all of the licensing to be called the same thing, which is DNA Essentials or DNA Advantage. Okay. Um, so not only can you term all of those together, um, but they are going to be discounted at a different rate, mm-hmm. and then you get five percent growth if you're spreading out, you know, wireless deployments or you know SD WAN deployments, so on and so forth. In addition, we also have a Meraki EA offering. Okay. Uh, now, Meraki is kind of already set up as an EA, though, right? It is exactly. So you know, the way it's set up is when you purchase new Meraki licensing, it automatically co-terms with the rest of your environment, and okay. it divides you know that licensing by the time remaining. Right. So they all end at the same date already. Right. The difference is though, if you're deploying. Meraki uh, over a period of one, maybe two years, okay. the EA helps because you're not charged for that unused licensing. You, ah, I see. You can roll out sites you know, as you're growing and use the EA in that fashion. Right, right. Because usually with a Meraki purchase, you're, if you're buying the hardware up front to get a good price on, the, on you know, the bulk purchase, your license date starts on the day exactly. the, the PO goes in. And if you're not deploying that site until next year, you've right. just wasted a year of licensing. Right, right. And I, I've seen this come up with cust- larger customers that are deploying to like 700 locations or so. It can take a while to just get that logistics out, especially if we're talking about MX gear where you're switching out a router or you know, a gateway, yes, right? Yeah, you want to plan that carefully, exactly. Right. It's it's not as difficult if you're pushing out, let's say, a wireless access point where you're just plugging it in, unplugging, you're good to go. So, Okay. Um, how about on the data center side of things? So yeah, there are a, a number of uh, software offerings offerings within the data center, uh, starting with, I think, the two biggest ones we have, which would be ACI and Hyperflex. Okay. Now, there are hardware components in each of these, and those are not included in the EA. But both ACI and Hyperflex require subscription components. Okay. Um, those would be included in this enterprise agreement. Uh, just moving through the portfolio, what is included is also Tetration, Cisco Intersight, and Cisco Cloud Center. Okay. As an add-on, we do have a Cisco Workload Optimization Manager, um, but that can't be part of the initial offering. Now, out of those software choices, you need to choose two, and there is a 250k minimum spend. Okay. Okay. So this is primarily geared towards a customer that may have a, a larger data center purchase coming. Exactly, yeah. It's going to be geared towards customers who already have a big data center footprint okay. uh, with Cisco or ones that would be you know, purchasing ACI and Hyperflex together, for instance. All it right. may be a good idea to have that software be part of an EA instead of a la carte. Okay, makes sense. 
All right. So I think our last offering on the table is security. Do you want to go ahead and take that one? Sure. So we've actually got a couple different consumption models of security. Um, the first one that we uh, launched a while ago, it's uh, aptly named Security 1.0. Um, <clears throat> it's really an all-you-can-eat buffet of the security products, right? Um, so mm-hmm. we have approximately 19 named security products within the within the portfolio. Um, with a Security 1.0, and there's a couple different iterations of it, you can get access to all of those. Again, you're going to be allowed for uh, growth. In the case of the Security 1.0, you're going to be allowed for unlimited internal growth, which is pretty pretty cool, and 20% growth by acquisition. Um, to name a couple of the um, products that you're going to get, you're looking at firepower licensing, uh, which I do want to come back to, That's because that's huge. Um, Stealth Watch... ICE, AMP for Endpoints, Umbrella. Um, when you start adding these products together a la carte, uh, especially the firepower licensing, this can be extremely beneficial. I did have a customer that was looking at a, a pretty significant firepower rollout. And the thing with firepower is you have the hardware, which has, of course, it has its costs and support costs as well. But you also have to purchase the license to run firepower and the various modules right uh the malware module uh, the ips module etc when you are set up with an enterprise agreement specifically 1.0 you can cut as many firepower licenses as you want so if you have the ea and mm-hmm. you're rolling out you know you already have this ea in place yep. and you're rolling out let's say 20 new sites they all need firewalls what do you do you purchase the 20 firewalls and that's it. You cut your own licenses. So you don't need to purchase any additional licensing. Nope. Unlimited growth. Yeah, exactly. So whether you're rolling out 20 firewalls or you are literally giving a firewall to every person for their for their use at home if you want. You get a bunch of 5506s um, running firepower. You can do that. You can cut as many licenses as you need off of it. That right there, in some cases, especially if you're looking at deploying more than a dozen sites or so, in some cases it'll pay for itself. That alone is worth the investment. Um, one customer that we did uh, sell this to, they, you know, it, it, they had a bunch of firewalls. They hadn't purchased the the software licensing on it yet. They were looking at Umbrella. They were looking at Ant for Endpoints. This was a no brainer for them because for the amount of money that it would take for them to get Umbrella, Ant for Endpoints, and the firewall licenses they need, they covered the entire rest of the portfolio. So they got Stealth Watch, Ice. They got it all uh, as part of the agreement. So. Um, Again, the 1.0 is very much for our kind of larger organizations. You're looking at maybe a thousand employees or more, um, but very, very cost beneficial, especially if you're looking at a large firepower firewall rollout. Um, for our smaller customers, we do have um, what is called 2.0 or 2.0 choice, where basically you pick three. Um, again, firepower, AMP for endpoint, uh, umbrella, email security, whether that's on prem or cloud based, pick three or four or five, and you're going to be able to get a discount with, again, those those same growths. Um, I believe with the 2.0, though, you're only allowed for 20% growth in either uh, internal or by acquisition. If you still don't hit some of the minimum requirements to you know make this worth your while, um, we still have a third program called SVP, which is basically just a bundling program uh, that allows you to take two or three, bundle them together, and get a discount. Um, so all the way from the very, very large, I need everything, down to the I need only maybe two or three products, and I just want to bundle them together to get a decent price. Uh, we have uh, 
we have you covered on the security enterprise agreement front. Awesome. So that really goes over the enterprise agreements that Cisco offers for the four architectures within Cisco. Um, we do want to stress, uh, this was a very high level. Your situation may be different. And definitely reach out to your Cisco account team if this is something that you'd like to talk to, about, to them about and understand um, how it will benefit your organization. Brian, was there anything you wanted to add? No, I think we covered everything. All right, fantastic. I do want to say a special shout out and thanks to Caitlin Kadoff uh, from the services team for helping gather the information we discussed today, especially on the services side. So thank you to her, uh, along with the um, the rest of our team that's been helping us uh, gather information. So special thanks to them and a special thanks to you for listening to Conf T with ERSE. If you like the show, please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues, giving us a rating on iTunes, your favorite podcast app. It really does help uh, get the word out there and share our message. Show notes for this episode can be found on our website at conft.show. Brian, thanks for joining me today. And thank you again for listening. Be safe out there and don't forget to save that config.